Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. That would make me David Soker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Chris. Hello. Uh, So we're back talking about Minute 86 of The Voyage Home. Minute 86 starts with McCoy making an impassioned speech and ends a minute later with Kirk asking, Pavel, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) uh okay yeah no he does not sing it but uh that's what popped into my head um anyway yeah so um this is more i guess it's really it's a kind of the the end of the back and forth that mccoy was having with the the surgeon right um the last minute ended with a perfect my god man yeah and uh and now we get the rest of it uh Drilling holes in his head is not the answer. Yes, um, and you know the way, and, and I know that's a, that's a, I mean that's still they do that today, right? There's still, that's still a viable surgical technique, right, to relieve pressure and. Um, yeah, I think so. It just it just when you say it that way, like drilling a hole in his head, um, it does sound totally medieval. Right. Yeah. Um, what's, what, was that in Ghostbusters? Oh, isn't is there a line about drilling? Is, remember that time you tried to drill a hole in your head? <laughs> I don't remember that, but that was. So, he's like, yeah, I would have done it too if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so McCoy says the artery must be repaired. Um, I guess he picked that up from his scan. Uh, again, but how? Yeah, how do? How you, did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how's he, how's he going to repair the artery without cutting his head open? <laughs> without drilling a hole in his head? Yeah. I don't know. I think the other thing, you know, I, 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 we never get to see, I, I guess a general complaint I have of Star Trek is, you know, we never get to see the, the a close-up of the tricorder of what they're, you know, what they're looking at, you know. Oh, sensors right. indicate. I'm picking up, you know, all this stuff and da-da-da. And like... You know, is it just a little readout where it's just saying, oh, you know, his artery is torn or, you know, or does he have to interpret the sounds the tricorder is making? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've kind of seen, we've seen the, um, uh, it's probably not a tricorder, but we've seen the, you know, the, the scanner that McCoy uses and there's no screen on it. So how right. does he, how does he know? Is it? He must have some. There must be, yeah, there must be some sort of, uh, he must, I don't know. I, I, I'm drawing a blank as to what <laughs> yeah. I want to say. I don't know if it's the beeps and the, the, the bloops and all that kind of stuff he can tell, or if there is some sort of magical readout um, on the little doodad. But I, I would, every time, see, every time they use the little, you know, the little uh, cigarette lighter thing, mm-hmm. um you know, uh, it's always in conjunction with the tricorder. That's true. So, right. So it makes sense. 
that like, you know, Dr. Crusher, she would have the little thing, she'd wave it around someone and she would look in the tricorder. So obviously you could, you could see the information, right? Even him, you know, he would have the little thing, he'd wave it over the guy and he'd have the tricorder so he could analyze the data. Right. So here he doesn't have the tricorder. He just has the big thing. So maybe the big thing is, you know, one thing that has the data on it. Right. We're so, we're so articulate here. <laughs> he's got the big white thing. and he's... <laughs> uh, Yeah, maybe it just vibrates a certain way, like Morse codes it to him. But he knows, but he knows exactly what is wrong with him, that he has a torn artery and is, uh, you know, a, an artery problem in his head. So how does he know that? Well, you know, how else would you explain slowing pulse, low respiratory rate and coma? Yeah, I don't. It must be a torn artery. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, again, McCoy. Now put away your butcher knives. And let me save this patient for too late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that it, it, in some ways, I wish they would pan back over to the doctors. And, you know, one of them's got the drill. You see the drill, but it would be funny if another one had a butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So this doctor, again, I love, I love this doctor with all of his comments. You know, he's just, you know, he, he's like the audience you know, surrogate in the, <laughs> the scene. Like, I'm going to have you removed. You know, yeah. Who are you? What are you doing here? All these. So now he's, I'm going to have you removed. And then he, he, he walks away. Like, I'm going to go yeah. tattle on you. Yeah. Well, he's not a, he's not a fighter. He's clearly not a tight fighter. He's, you know, kind of, kind of a wimp. Um, because as soon as Kirk uh, gets in his way, he's like, what is that? What is that, a gun? <laughs> and they all sort of just, you know, he could have a stapler in his hand for all they know. Um, and they all just sort of go with him. And the um, the face that so – we, so we have a close-up of the doctor walking away. And then Kirk says, you know, let's see, you're being on – such unprofessional behavior yeah. into that little room, please. And, you know, the doctor, you know, what is, what is that? A gun? You know, what is this? And, you know, I have, they're, they're, they're all mumbling in the background. Well, then they pull back from the room and the look on Jillian's face is like, I cannot believe I'm here with these people. What is going on? You know, she's totally embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed. Oh yeah. She, is she like covering her face? Like, Oh my yeah. God. That's right. Good eye. Yeah, you can barely yeah. see her doing that. But uh, when we were, okay, so bef before we started recording, we were yeah. kind of rewatching the minute, um, kind of silent, silently, not together, but you were listening to it. I was listening to it, and you laughed. Uh, <laughs> you laughed out loud. And what, what moment was it that you laughed at? Oh, it's when, it's again, it's when, you know, the, the doctor leaves and he goes, he goes, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to have you removed. And Kirk steps in front of him and goes, uh, such unprofessional behavior. And the doctor's like, what is that, a gun? Like, that's the that's the moment where I sort of like, yeah, what is that, a gun? Uh, so I laughed. I laughed, too. But it was it was at Kirk's line. <laughs> Doctor, such unprofessional behavior. He's just, I don't know, there's something about that line. He's just. Yeah, it's um, the whole sequence that yeah. is, is very funny. Um. I'm it watching it again. I just keep laughing. <laughs> but also, I like. I also like Kirk's. Um, he's like, uh, 
uh, into that little room, please. Not, not into that room. It's got to Not that one over there. That one's kind of big. Go in the other one. It's little. Get in the little room. Uh, so I don't know. This, this. Uh, sometimes you want to hug Kirk because he's just, you know, he's charming. He's cute, and so it's some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. And I guess that's one of the that's one of those moments for me in this minute. And then he he I'm assuming melts the lock like, but he but he points it at the keyhole, so I, I'm guessing that fuses the door so it can't open because the lock's on the inside, <laughs> right? Like that's uh, the keyhole, so I'm assuming the lock is on the other side of the door. Right. Well, let's. Yeah, unless but, there's no unless there's no lock on the on the inside, and he has to. No, it's a key, so it would have to be a lock on the other side. Does there? I think he just he just he melted the doorknob, the internals to the doorknob. So, you so the whole doorknob is yeah, yeah. So the whole doorknob is just fused. Right. So uh, yeah, that's a yeah, that's my that's my guess. Um, which you know, I love I love phasers and like all the all the stuff they. You know, they can and can't do, like, um, you know, Terrell, Captain Terrell just, you know, yep. melted himself. You know, he just disintegrated himself using his phaser. Now, right. Kirk's just hitting the, you know, is he pushing the button gently? And that's why he can just, you know, he's not melting the lock, you know, yeah. turning into slag. It's just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> or you hit the gentle button. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a noteworthy minute. Um because I believe this is the only time we see a phaser in the whole movie, like in action. In, in a, I was going to say in action, yes. Right. So Leonard Nimoy was kind of uh, quoted, you know, at many different interviews and things I've read um, when he was talking about getting ready for the voyage home. And, um, you know, we just come out of, you know, Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, and we had uh, Krug and Khan, and you know all these you know right. uh, space battles and you know squishing giant worms and you know violence and, and phasers and all that stuff. And he, he said he wanted he wanted this movie to be free of that. Um, and so so there isn't. We don't have any space battles. Uh, there's no you know no firefights anything like that. This is and this is it. I think this is the only time you see a phaser yep. fired. Um, which, uh, you know, I gotta say, I need more phasers. My Star Trek no, stuff. You know, but I, it, but I haven't missed it. No. So it's not like it's not like um, I was gonna say it's not like Star Wars where you know you want the the lightsaber battle, <laughs> um, but you know, and then I, I think about it and I'm like, yeah, there was lightsaber in the end of Rogue One, but I hadn't missed it mm-hmm. like throughout the whole movie. So that's a bad example. Um, no, no, I, I don't like, know. I. I I haven't I haven't really missed the phaser though. I haven't really missed it. So that's I think the, the, I think the only thing I'm missing are the ships. Yeah. Space travel. Yeah. Star Trek. I'm missing the Enterprise. Yeah. I need the Enterprise back. Yeah. Which, that's which I won't I won't yeah. go there. I know I've, I've done that a million times, right? And <laughs> it's like uh that's an interesting topic. I don't know if we've hit that one once before. It's like I know that the lightsaber is kind of a cliche like right oh every star wars movie has a lightsaber except for yeah. whichever one it's been now um solo did solo not have a lightsaber mm, i don't well i had the oh it did it had yeah at the end right it was a cameo 
was it was there he had like the vibral no 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 the uh we can we can do spoilers on solo yeah sure yeah the the darth maul scene at the end oh does he have a lightsaber at the yeah, end? he lights it up it was like whoa oh. um but anyway so you know you could have that debate like okay if we just just you know we're having a star wars debate like oh is it a star wars movie if you don't have lightsabers right um but is is there a is there an equivalent in Star Trek? Like, oh, it's not a Star Trek movie unless you have, you know, if you don't have Captain Kirk or you know what I mean. Right. Like, um, you know, I would argue for the Enterprise, but we've had one and a half movies without the Enterprise. The Enterprise, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, and I wouldn't uh, say phasers are it. Phasers is not like oh, you, gotta have, yeah. if it's, you know, phasers. You know, Star Trek. That's that's not it. Well, I guess, and I was going to say, well, we'd be the characters, but we were without Spock for a good portion of a whole, a whole movie. Yeah. So it can't even be, I mean, is it just Kirk? Like, is it not Star Trek without Kirk? Well, no, because you've got, you had all the, you know, the next generation films without Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, something to think about. Maybe we can save that for, you know, our, our bonus weekend episodes or something. We can talk about right. that more. Yeah, yeah. Patreon, <laughs> ding ding. Okay, sorry, tangent. So we got a we got a melted lock. Yes. According to the doctor, he melted the lock. He melted the lock. Yeah. Uh, and so McCoy's like throwing. <laughs> next thing is he's McCoy's like throwing, like instruments on the ground. Yes. Uh, no respect for the instruments. You know. No. This is still a sterile environment and everything. You know, I think he could at least respect that and lay it on a table. Um, but he just throws it on the floor. Yeah, but it's medievalism. Yes. Chemotherapy. Chemotherapy. Fundoscopic how, examinations. How many times is he going to say fundoscopic in this movie? You, hey, it's makes it sound more scientific. I guess. This is like the third the third or fourth time? Check out the big brain on McCoy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we get uh, you know him just you know, in disgust. He doesn't like chemotherapy. Yep. He doesn't like... Uh, dialysis, doesn't like fundoscopic right. examination, which, come on, it, we talked about that. Fundoscopic is just looking in your eye, right? Yeah. It's not like it's a an invasive procedure. Yeah, right. Um, so he puts the little doodad that Jillian yeah. has for some reason. Yeah, Jillian hands it to him. Where did she get uh, it from? I don't know if she, he said, have it ready. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Is that thing that he puts on his head, that's not his, like, tricorder device opened up is it this is it's a second oh he must be carrying all this stuff in his black bag yeah it's in his black bag with the uh, pills yeah with the pills that's right um yeah i was trying to i was trying to figure out it, yeah i don't uh, think that's the tricorder i think that's the it's preparing the artery uh, yes he's trying to save that man <laughs> before it's too late have you been able to figure out what they made that thing out of? No, I've been. So that is one of the things that I've always wondered because I'm like, is that like a Game Boy or, <laughs> you know, like some sort of like, you know, remember the flip games they used to have, like pocket watch stuff? And yes. Like, oh was that, yeah. like, was that some sort of like handheld, you know, attempt at a video game? Because um, I, I don't know what it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, it's definitely the two things on either side are definitely like nine volt battery cases. <laughs> they right? look like it, yeah. They've got to be. Uh, but the thing in the center, I can't place it. Like, I'm like, what is that from? 
You know what it makes me think of is like the little sensor on the bottom of my uh, light above my garage <laughs> that senses motion. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It okay. looks like a mini version of that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a little distracted now because you said pocket watches and I'm just like, oh, those were so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, look it up, kids. Uh, so yeah, kind of, a, I mean, I, you know, making fun of it or whatever, but it's kind of a cool gadget. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's one of the cooler gadgets we've seen. Um, you know, puts this little thing on his head and it's going to repair his, um, you know, repair his brain. I mean, it's I, it's a far way above the phasers they have, the communicators they had in, you know, Rathacon. You know, the the silver metal box. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I would say it's a cool little gadget. Like I put that up there of cool gadgets we've seen yeah um okay yeah we should uh have we done a top 10 top five uh star trek gadgets mm, i don't know i think about that one uh again patreon <laughs> sorry <laughs> stop it sorry sorry um <clears throat> all right so mccoy ever the professional He's repairing this man's brain, like you just said. Uh, yeah. The first thing he says is, come on, Chekhov, wake up. Because <laughs> that's going to work. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's like, shouldn't that have been Kirk's line or even Jillian's line? Like, wake up. He, you know, that's something you know, somebody would say in the McCoy, be like, I'm repairing his brain. Just give him a minute. You know, like he'd be like talking down to the person. So it makes, it makes me think of... Um... You know, the scene from uh, Jerry Maguire. So it's at the end of the movie. Ron goes out for the pass and he scores the touchdown. He gets like flipped over and he gets knocked out. Yeah. And you sort of see from his perspective, the coach over there. So it's like all silent and he's like slapping his hands together to like get him to wake up. Right. Like that is, yeah, (laughs) that's like kind of what I, what I envision McCoy here doing. It's like the, the layman's attempt to wake someone up by like clapping their hands, like wake up, wake up! I know you're faking. Wake up! <laughs> but they have to do it with that slow mo, right? Wasn't it the kind of right. slow mo in the crowd? Yeah. It's like cheering in the background and stuff, or the, the crowd was silent, right? At that point, yes. yeah. yeah, that's what all we needed. Like, <laughs> um, and and the other thing that that I find interesting, particularly at the end of this minute, is is Kirk's line, which is Pavel, can you hear me? And Going into the next minute, too, which I'm going to go ahead a little bit, there's a lot of Pavel talk. <laughs> like, he doesn't call him Chekhov. Well, that's when he, you know, that's when he's, that's when, you know. Is he, is he being human? He's being human. He's not, it's not Admiral and Commander now. It's, you know, it's James and Pavel. You know, it's trying, it's trying to connect. I mean, didn't he do that, too? Like, you know, how many friggin' times is his... <laughs> He doesn't call Check Sulu Haikuru. You know, he doesn't go, oh, Haikuru. Yeah, but, you know? but it's it's always Chekhov that's getting hurt, right? In motion picture, he gets, you know, electrocuted by the probe, like, nah, you know, screaming on the bridge. And then he gets the eel and the, you know, it's, 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 there's something always happening to Chekhov. Did anything <laughs> happen to him in Star Trek Three? Um, they should have. They should have had something happen to it, like a rock yeah. fall on him or something <laughs> on, on Genesis. Or... I don't know, but I, I just I, I I found it weird. Yeah, I get he's like the man down, and but he he just doesn't do that with anyone else. Like he doesn't call McCoy Leonard. He doesn't like you know. 
Interesting. So maybe he has a like a soft spot for Pavel. Hey, Monty. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't call. You know, Montgomery. Oh man, I'm so glad they don't call him Monty instead of Scotty. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. I need warp speed, Monty. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say soft spot for for Chekhov. Is my I just found I just found it interesting because it, it does bleed over into the next minute, and he does yeah. he does use it several times. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like this is the only time he calls him Pavel. I was looking to see if there's anything, any clarifications in the novelization by Vonda McIntyre. There is not. It's pretty much uh, mm-hmm. verbatim what we're seeing on screen. Yeah. Uh, so, so the one thing, just backing up before, you know, sure. obviously we've reached the end of the minute, is mm-hmm. the, um, so McCoy, you know, wake up, and then we get a, we get a clear-cut view of the doctor's looking at what is going on because I don't know if they're interested to see what is happening <laughs> or, you know, cause they're, they're witnessing uh, for, from their perspective, I guess a miracle because he's going to, yeah. Magic. He, he's going to, yeah, it's going to be like magic. Yeah, sure. Uh, how come they haven't taken their masks off? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at least, you know, you know, Nimoy would be like, you guys take your masks off so you get some screen time, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, we don't know who these people are. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. That is, uh, they are just kind of looking on. And it'd be funny if they were kind of like, you know, trying to tiptoe, look over, like, a, uh, excuse me, can you move over? I can't see the patient. What are you doing down there? Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that took us to the end of the minute, I guess. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything else now that you're going backwards? I didn't. Okay. All right. Nor I. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up and uh, invite folks to uh, uh, come find us on the social medias. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr, I think, if it still exists. Tumblr. Uh, t- Tumblr. MySpace, Friendster. <laughs> is is MySpace still, like, around, literally? Can you? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I was just making a joke. Well, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a MySpace page. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, check us out. We're at Star Trek Minute on all those things. Uh, so uh, oh, MySpace uh, is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we gotta go remedy that then. <laughs> um, so yeah, please and thank you. Check us out on on social medias, and we'll be back in a couple of days. We'll be talking about Minute eighty seven of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>